Welcome to the Virtually Inspired Podcast, powered by Drexel University Online, where we showcase innovations in online learning and talk to the most inspiring leaders in online education. I'm here with Carl Kopp at a conference, and I wondered, Carl, you talk a lot about uh, learning being more like a game. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I think there's many elements that we can steal from games and incorporate into our learning design. So we find when we start playing a game, people are very challenged by the game. There's some kind of obstacle that they have to overcome. There's some kind of um, something that they have to do that they're not sure that they can do. I think challenge is one definite thing. And research shows that people are much more motivated to overcome challenges and obstacles and will stick to it longer if they feel challenged. So instead of starting our modules or our instruction with objectives, which are very straightforward, we should start with the challenge to get learners thinking about what they have to overcome and the obstacles that they're encountering. And the second I think is feedback. Oftentimes, uh, especially in learning situations in, in, in college, but even sometimes in corporate, like. Um, pharmaceutical sales and things like that, you don't test your knowledge till weeks after having originally learned the knowledge. And that's really not a good way to get feedback about what you're learning. Games have almost immediate feedback loops that allow you to readjust and adjust your behavior. Games have corrective feedback and it helps you get to where you need to go in the game. So I think in learning, we need to provide richer feedback, more frequent feedback, corrective feedback to move the learners to where they need to be. And then the other thing I think that games do really well is they give you this opportunity to fail. So oftentimes in learning situations, we don't want to fail, especially in school. That's a bad thing. You're like you can only take a test once and if you fail it, you're done. Um, so, I, but games allow you this opportunity to fail and try different things out and think through different ways and then you fail safely and then you say, oh, you're okay to try this and try that. So I think failure is something we need to embrace more in education than what we're doing now. When we think about games, we also think in terms of challenge, we think about feedback loops, but we also think about uh, problem solving and manipulating items to move toward our goal. So if we could think about how can we have learners manipulating content to achieve certain goals, I think that's another way that we can incorporate game elements into distance learning. Where does the story play into this? Yeah, that's a good question. I think story is really an integral part of learning. So if we look at the research again, research shows that people learn more from stories than bulleted lists because the story allows us to engage in uh, long, you know, engage parts of our memory so we have a, a long-term retention and recall. We are able to organize things like a story. Uh, we are able to really think linearly like a story. So story really adds that sense of context to what we're learning about. And the great thing is any field that you're in has stories of people doing great things in the field, but basically they're stories of how to apply knowledge from the field to a specific situation. And if you look at games, many games have this story context behind them that make you think about, well, why is the character doing this? Or why should I do that? And I think education, we need to add more stories. I think we've abstracted it too much. And I think the stories bring it back down to the human level of interaction. So that's why I think stories are so important. So how does all of this come together? Can you give us an example of what that might look like? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So the other element that really, you know, mix it with stories and challenges is, is an element of fantasy. Because what fantasy allows you to do 
is it allows you to kind of suspend your disbelief. So one uh, game that I'm working on is called Zombie Sales Apocalypse. So it's a game designed to reinforce sales skills in a sales organization. And uh, we're actually using it at Humana right now. And so what they're doing is taking their sales model and uh, the context of the game is there's a zombie virus that's infecting the person that you want to sell to. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you have to sell them your product before um, you get killed by the zombies, yeah. right? Yeah, they <laughs> eat your brain. So we're not quite that graphic, but uh, they zap your energy. Okay. So what happens is you go in and you're talking to this person that's infected with the zombie and they ask you, it's kind of a branching story and you get points for answering correctly. We've matched the sales model up with the sales conversation. So basically what you choose to say maps back or doesn't, but should map back to the, the model. And now you can see where your strengths and weaknesses are in the model. But during the game, so you're talking to this person that's uh, affected with the zombie virus. Yes. And then halfway through the conversation, they like run away because they've got the virus, right? So now you got to chase them down and find them. Typical sales, Typical actually. Typical sales, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the idea is that the whole zombie kind of genre has the sense of... Uh, um, a little bit of stress, a little bit of pressure. You have to do it before you turn into zombie. So it's kind of like a real sales situation where you have stress and you have to do things quickly and accurately. And you can blow through walls if you want to. You can freeze the zombie. So it has a lot of elements of actual video games. But really the underneath is, so the story unfolds and you sell your product. But underneath is the tracking of what you're doing in the game. And hopefully because the zombies are chasing you, you're not trying to psych out the game, you're actually answering how you would actually answer. And so it's more an, an authentic feedback, an authentic look at what you're doing. And then at the end of the game, um, we have the reporter come in and the reporter interviews you, you know, what was the experience like, which so element did assessment. you use? Exactly right, yep. As yep. a game. As a game, exactly. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that kind of an example of putting it all together. You've been listening to the Virtually Inspired Podcast, powered by Drexel University Online. To learn more, visit virtuallyinspired.org.